The Art of Quarterly Planning, Episode 36. Are you ready to make your law firm a profit-generating machine that will free up your time and skyrocket your impact? With more than two decades of business growth experience and having proven that you can be successful while prioritizing your family and your impact, introducing the Profit with Law podcast. I am your host, the creator of the firm differentiator 10x effect, Moshe Amsel. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Profit with Law. I am your host, Moshe Amsel. Thank you so much for joining me today. In a previous episode, I had talked about the need to have a discussion around quarterly planning, and that's what I wanted to discuss with you today. So um, we've talked about goal setting. We've talked about having a vision. We've talked about the need to be focused on your future actions. And one of the things that I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into is why a quarterly plan? What does that look like? How do you do it? And how do you act on it? And this is very appropriate right now on September. I'm recording this on September 16th. It's going to be released September 17th. Q4 of 2019 will begin on October 1st. Quarterly planning does not happen in Q4. It happens prior to Q4. So now is a perfect time for you to be starting to plan for your next quarter and um, set some some goals and, and try to achieve them. So I mentioned my friend Alone David, who will be a host, a guest on this podcast in the upcoming future. And um, I mentioned him in that he has a planner called the 90X Planner. I'm a big fan of this planner. And I think that you should get your hands on it because it perfectly lines up with this idea of quarterly planning. Now, quarterly planning is not something new. There are people who, um, there's there's Todd Herman, who's the 90-day year. There is, uh, I forget, the name escapes me right now, but there's somebody else who, who does the 12-week, 13-week cycle, where one week is planning your business and then 12 weeks of implementation, one quarter at a time, 13 weeks at a time. The concept is not new. And I actually learned how to do this from Michael Hyatt, another mentor of mine who hopefully one day I might be able to get him onto the podcast. So what I've learned in this process, what I've learned over time is that in order to achieve success, in order to achieve greatness, in order to move from where you are now to where you want to be in the future, you have to have a destination. You have to have a goal that you set for yourself. Whether it's physical, whether you know, whether it's your physical health, whether it's your relationship with your spouse, whether or significant other, whether it's your relationship with your family, whether it's you as a parent a relationship with your kids, whether it is your your financial endeavors, whether it's your philanthropic endeavors, your impact on the world. There's uh, Michael Hyatt actually lays out a number of domains in your life that that you might want to set goals around. But the idea is that basically you can only focus on a certain number of goals. 
And the reason is because you have everything else that's already happening around you. You have your entire life that's already happening, and the the goals that you're setting are happening on top of that. So the if you were to take on more than two to three goals in a quarter that are different than what you're already doing, that are, are striving for deeper and higher success you will set yourself up for failure because you don't have capacity to make that much change that much change in your life and in your world so it's key to understand that really you can only focus on two to three goals in a quarter uh, to move yourself forward and that includes your business and that includes your personal life so if you have big goals in your personal life then you don't want to try to have multiple big goals in your business as well. So you really need to understand that your entire picture, your b- bandwidth and what you have available before you even set out on this journey of setting goals. Now, when you decide that there is a goal that you have, typically this would look look like a particular project that you want to achieve for your firm. Now, this might be implementing a new marketing effort. It might be implementing a new practice management software or some other piece of technology in your firm. It might be onboarding new staff, hiring, bringing on new staff. Um, It doesn't necessarily have to be a sales goal. It doesn't necessarily have to be a metric that is measurable in your bank account. It can be anything that is furthering the efforts of your firm, the growth of your firm to that next level, to the place where you want it to be. So the goal is really important because without it, we're just going to continue operating in the status quo. We're just going to continue operating where we are and we need to have a destination. The perfect example I like to give is simply getting in the car to drive somewhere. If you don't know where you're driving to, you can drive around aimlessly and arrive at a destination, but it's not going to be the destination you desire because it's not where you want to go. Take this a step further. If you need to know how to get there, you're going to put the address, the destination into a GPS, and you're going to follow directions. We used to give the analogy of a map, but some of you listening to this won't even know what that is. Today, we use a GPS. You put the destination into the GPS, and that's where you are heading. You need to have a GPS for your law firm. You need to have a destination. You need to have a place that you're entering in as the address where you're going to. And then you need to have the map how to get there. You need to have the directions that the GPS provides. Now, unfortunately for us, there isn't a GPS that you can simply punch in your destination and it will spit out the directions for you. You kind of need to figure out what those are. The best way to figure out what those are is by doing um, something that I've learned from my mentor, James Wedmore, and that is to um, look at yourself in the future, envision your future self with this thing having been accomplished. So let's say that... You want to, in the next quarter, you want to upgrade your staff. You want to bring on new personnel. You want to let go of people who are not carrying your firm in the right direction. And that, you know, your your goal for the quarter is to overhaul your staff and arrive at a particular makeup of people that are more aligned with what you're trying to accomplish in your firm. This is how you would you would do this exercise. You would now 
look at what does your firm need to look like at the end of the quarter? How many people do you need to have in what position and what capacity? And how do you know that they're the right people? So first you map out what you want to have at the end of the quarter. What is it that I want to that I want to um, be present with at when I say this quarter was a success and now I have, in this case, a law firm with me as the owner, two associates, uh, an office manager, a receptionist, a salesperson, whatever that makeup is of personnel and how they all fit, you're going to have that end picture, that end result. Now that you have that end result there in front of you, you're then going to say, what did I, there's two questions that you're going to ask. One question is, what did I have to do to achieve this end result? That is question number one. And it's a very easy question because all you have to do is look at what you have now versus what you want to have then. And then you will know what you need to do. If your quarterly goal was a revenue goal and last quarter you had 50,000 in revenue and you want in the next quarter to have 75,000 in revenue, then the thing you need to do different is increase your revenue by $25,000. If last quarter you had four people on staff and this quarter you have five and everyone else or the four people on staff are staying the same, then the one thing you needed to change was you needed to increase your staff by this one person. If in the end picture, the people that you have, three of them, two of them are the same and three are different, then you needed to let go of two people and hire three. That's what you needed to do in order to achieve the end result. But take it a step further. How did you figure out whether these people were the right people for your firm? Did you have them take personality tests? Did you have them go through some sort of exercise? Was there a process, a filtration process? Refer back to my last episode uh, talking about my hiring process for this specific example. Um, But was there a, a process that you needed to undergo for your current staff to determine whether to keep them? And was there a process you needed to undergo for the staff that you were bringing on to determine that they were the right fit? And if there was, then that's another action you needed to take in order to achieve this goal. Now, the other question, the second question that you're going to ask is, what did I need to let go of? What did I need to stop doing in order to make this happen? Now, letting go, in this case, it could be letting go of employees. It could be somebody that was with your firm from the get-go. It could be somebody who's been with your firm for 10 years, but that person is no longer aligned with your vision, with your mission, with your core values, and it's time for that person to go. So it's hard to let that person go. And if you don't map this out in your goal plan, You're not going to let that person go, and that is going to kill your growth. It's going to kill your productivity. It's going to stop you, slow you down from achieving your end result. So you really need to ask yourself these powerful questions and and arrive at the answers to those questions. So again, to recap, you're going to first figure out what is the number one thing that I want to achieve in the growth of my business in the next 90 days. Once you figure out what that is, you're then going to look at where you are today. You're going to look at what does it look like in the future and figure out what changed. What actions did I have to take to effectuate that change? What did I have to do to make this happen? And you're going to outline it and you're going to make yourself an action plan, a to-do list, a, a, you know, a checklist of these are the things that I need to do. And you want to try to 
start to create a um, uh, basically you want to to break it down into big chunks, small chunks, and so on. So let's um, let's stick with our example. So let's say that you are going to hire somebody. Well, to hire somebody, you need to first put the position out there that you're hiring. So that's that's step number one. Step number two is you need to go through the process of vetting candidates and arriving at a decision of who you're hiring. And step three is you need to make them an offer, have them accept, and take care of all of the process of, of bringing them on as an employee. Step number four is you need to go put them through your onboarding process so that they become familiar with how your firm operates and the tools that they need to do their job and, and they become clear on what is expected from them. So that would be like my four main steps for the quarter. Now I go further into detail and I say, okay, for the job posting, what do I need to do? Well, First, we need to write it. We need to know exactly what it's going to say. Second, we need to know how they're going to apply for the job. How are we going to track who applied? How are we going to vet the candidates? What are the steps in the process to ask them to figure out um, what they're, you know, uh, what whether or not they're a good fit for the job? And if some of those steps require us to do something in the initial process of posting this job post, for example, for me, in, in a previous episode, I shared with you that we have a Google form that they have to fill out. So that Google form needs to be in existence. We need to have the link to it so that when we create this job post, that link is ready to go in there and it's live. Um, so things like that. So we need to we need to craft the post. We need to have the, the next steps um, clear as to what they're going to be doing so that those instructions can be in the post. And we need to know where we're going to be posting the post and what kind of a budget we're going to put around it. So if you're going to run it on Indeed.com or ZipRecruiter or LinkedIn, um, all of those cost some money. What is the budget that we're going to allocate for this? And that helps you with a lot of clarity, decisions up front that you now can then go and implement once you're ready to get started. The next step is to is to vet the candidates. Well, that might include a whole process that you go through. Refer back to again to my previous episode where I went through our process here. Um, again, that doesn't need to be your process, but you need to have a process that you're going to follow so that you put each candidate through the same tests and eliminate the ones that are not relevant based on the results of that test as it happens. So we are going to... Um, so we're going to basically go through and we create these these major points and then we create the finer list of things that need to happen. Now you're ready to start mapping out the weeks of your quarter to figure out what are the big pieces you need to have happen during those weeks. And this is where the 90X Planner is going to come into, into play. The 90X Planner allows you and helps you to map all of this out into your quarter and figure out what are the big goals for each week? What is the big accomplishment for each week? For example, we are right now prepping here at Profit With Law for a virtual conference for law firm owners. There will be a lot more information about that coming. It's going to take place in December, but we have to recruit 30 speakers for the event. So this past week, was my first week of recruiting speakers. I've been working on the back end, behind the scenes on this project for months now. And the, according to my plan, this past week was when I needed to start recruiting speakers. So my focus for the entire week was on getting 
10, my first 10 speakers for the event. That's one third of the way there. That was my focus of this past week. Um, I actually did not achieve it. I booked six speakers by the end of the week. Uh, but this week, my goal is another 10 speakers. So now I've got to try to make up for lost time. So I'm going to, my target for this week is now changed to 14 speakers for the week. Now, obviously, th th there are going to be times that you, that you hit your goal. Sometimes you miss it. Sometimes you get ahead of schedule. Um, you have to tweak your agenda, tweak your goals for that. But the key is that what, what I'm doing by mapping this out and what you're doing by mapping this out is becoming very intentional with your time, becoming very intentional with the actions that you're taking. And what you, working with in conjunction with a journal or a planner, you now ha start every day knowing these are the three things I need to do today to work towards my three main goals for the quarter. For me, I'm right now working towards a triathlon. So one of my goals is a physical, phys, um, you know, physical health goal. And for me, that is every single day I'm getting my workout in for the triathlon, my training in. So that is one of my three things. And the earlier in the day that I accomplish that, the, the, the easier I can make it on myself to not have to be worrying about when am I going to get that in. As I'm recording this at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I have not done my swim yet today, and it's now looking like I'm going to have to go after I put the kids to bed, which is harder for me. So, you know, I have little kids, and sometimes it happens. Last night, my daughter was up in the middle of the night, and I couldn't wake up at at five o'clock this morning, like I needed to, in order to get that swim in before it was time to help the kids with breakfast and get them ready for school. So for me, I have to make that adjustment on the fly, but it's still one of my big three things for the day. I have to get it done. So my day cannot be completed until I finish these three items. Um, you know, for the speaker outreach, for me for today, it was simply getting organized about the work that was done last week, getting everything in place, following up with any open-ended things that have that were left open, and making sure that anybody who requested time on the calendar for this or who I have promised time on the calendar, that that is all scheduled and set up. That was my big one for today. Tomorrow, I'm going to work on outreach for new speakers, but I did not focus on that today because that wasn't my intention for the day. So this makes you this helps you get really clear on what your intentions are every single day and what you can do is you can prioritize that to happen earlier in the day so that at the end of the day when it's time to when it's time to uh, complete the other things that you have, you have a ton of other things that are on your plate you can focus on them without worrying about whether or not you're making progress in the right direction. It also keeps you from spending all your time on your forward-looking goals and not doing the things that you need to do. By doing this planning up front, you become very clear on what those steps are that you need to take every day, and that puts you on target for being able to achieve your goals. So, a couple of other things. One thing that I've been trying to do, I haven't been really good at it. I've been really, really trying to, to improve on it, and it's a work in progress. But this is something that I know um, needs to be done, and I'm going to share it with you because if, you can, if it's easy for you to do, you should start implementing it right away. And that is to have a planning session with yourself at the beginning of the week. So whether it's Sunday night or Monday morning, um, map out your forward-looking week. 
the way that you mapped it out at the beginning of the quarter, it's never going to work that way perfectly. It's never going to happen exactly as planned. So you kind of need to rearrange things and reset at the beginning of the week for the upcoming week so that you can maintain on schedule towards your target and you can make adjustments in order to make sure that that's really happening, that that's a reality. So uh, that's a key point that I want to share with you as well. And let me see. Did I cover it all? So um, really important to get it on paper. Really important to to be really clear on what your journey is. Oh, and, and we all the way at the beginning, I told you one of the questions you need to ask yourself is what did I let go of? And that is really important for you to to be on top of and to know what is it that you let go of in this process because you have to be intentional with that. You have to be able to say no to things. You have to be able to stop your efforts as they, you know, as they progress in the things that are not going to help you achieve your goal. So uh, for me, there's certain things that I'm doing that, that I was doing, some LinkedIn marketing that I had to put a stop to at this point because the focus of this conference is going to be front and center. And that is a distraction for me right now. And that LinkedIn marketing will continue once the conference is over. But for right now, I needed to put a pause on it. And that was a tough decision to make. But that is the kind of thing that we need to we need to make these decisions and be very intentional on what we're doing and stop the things that we don't that we shouldn't or, or don't need to be doing. So I hope that this was helpful and I hope that you can start really thinking about the next quarter, the next 90 days, so that you can finish 2019 with a bang and really feel like you you made some some uh, progress in the right direction for the year and and in moving forward. So I uh, hope this is helpful and uh, give me... Give me any feedback that you'd like. Uh, if if this was helpful to you and you're a first-time listener, I would love it if you would hit the subscribe button on your podcast player so that you don't miss out on anything that we have coming. We have some amazing interviews. I did two interviews today that are just wonderful interviews. I think you're going to love them. One of them with my friend Jacob Busani and another with a, an attorney, a law firm owner. His name is Devin Miller. Um, looking forward to releasing those in the next couple of weeks and and really exciting stuff happening here at Profit With Law. So stay tuned, hit that subscribe button so you stay informed. And until next time, uh, let's keep working hard on growing our impact, increasing our profitability, growing our firms, and achieving the results that we want to achieve. Take care. Thank you for tuning into the Profit With Law podcast. Your feedback is extremely valuable to us as well as helping us reach more people with this valuable content please leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast directory. Join us again next time when we are back with even more strategies to profit with law.